welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. What's going on, everyone? How's it going? This is Andre J. Benjamin here with another episode, and I'm glad that you could tune in. Today, I'm going to be talking about a few facts that you should know about your destiny. I believe that every single one of us was born with a destiny and for a destiny. And myself, when I looked at my life, I lived my life without meaning. And I wandered around getting into all types of trouble when I was not aware that I had a destiny. I really was frustrated and depressed. Um, some of you may know my story. I've shared a little bit on maybe previous episodes or if you have a relationship with me in real life offline, you're aware of some of the challenges that I had. One of the challenges that I had in my own life was not knowing the meaning of my name and thinking that my parents just happened to come together and I was a result of their coming together. So when I felt as if I didn't have a specific reason for being here, a specific that it was almost as if I was an accident and left here, uh, like I was abandoned here to figure it out for myself. My parents were amazing and did everything that they could to raise me as best as they could. But still, there was a feeling in my own heart that I was not here with purpose and intention and destiny. So 11 facts that I believe will be helpful to you about your destiny. I know when I started to hear uh, the voice of the Father speak to me and when he called me out of darkness and he revealed to me that I did have a purpose, that I did have a destiny, that everything was orchestrated, the coming together of my parents, the family line from which I sprung up from, the way that they raised me and groomed me up, the, the environment that I came from, the challenges and hardships that I faced, uh, the good things, the bad, everything came together and worked out for a purpose and a destiny. So an outcome or a uh, expected result. So here we go for 11 facts that will help you that you should know about your destiny. Number one, I have a destiny assignment for my generation. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. That's found in Acts 13, 36. So the, the number one principle to understand is that I have a destiny assignment for my generation. You have a destiny assignment for the specific generation you're in. You were not born in the 1500s. You were not born in the first century. You were born specifically right now at this moment that you're hearing this. You were born obviously before this for you to understand this or maybe you're still a small child and you're listening to it. That'd be cool if your parents are planning for you. I mean, this could be an ancient artifact. Whatever the case may be, when you were born, it was at the specific time and for the specific time and for the specific generation that you're in. So you have a destiny assignment for your generation. King David was born at the time he was born at and he had a destiny and he served that purpose in his own generation. He had a purpose and a destiny, an outcome. There was something he was doing. He was amassing the, the resources to build the temple that he was going to leave his son Solomon. He left him equipped with the tools that he needed to be able to continue on and build a temple for the father. All right, number two, God chose where I live and my destiny is connected to where I live. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and boundaries of their habitation. That's Acts 17, 26. That's Acts 17, 26. So God chose where you live 
and your destiny is connected to where you live. So your destiny is connected to your locale, where you came from, the soil from which you sprouted up. If you cannot prosper where you're planted in the first place, then how can you expound out? Um, when Even when the commission came forth and he said um, in Acts 1, he said, and you will be my martuses, my witnesses, first starting in Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. So this is the father who set up the boundaries and the he drew up the boundaries and the nations. And he's the the, the idea for nations came from God. He he put us in different locales and, and, and jurisdictions so that we would reach out to him and that it would serve the assignment that we're a part of. So it's part of your destiny. It's your your destiny assignment is connected to where you came from. There's something that that soil was to produce in you and something you can do in that soil. You were needed in that environment. Number three, I must surrender my private ambitions to God's generational assignment. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Mark 10:45. you need to say, I belong to my nation. I belong to my nation. The nation I live in is the United States of America. You may live somewhere else. You may belong to uh, Kenya. You may belong to Greece or Rome. <laughs> Rome, that's funny. Uh, you may belong to any nation, uh, China, or you may belong to uh, just the, the different nations on the world. To say where you're at and, and, and speak it out. You, sur you have to surrender your private ambitions. Um, Jesus did not live his life to be served, but he was a servant of all. He took the gift that he had and he served it to his generation. And as a result, his life was given as a ransom. Are you ransoming your life? Are you using your life as a ransom? Are you uh, paying the debts of others? Are you breaking bondage over people's lives, but pouring your life out as a drink offering, offering up your life in service so that people can be liberated from ignorance into the marvelous light of the truth of the glorious uh, gospel. You have a, 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 a aptitude. You have a gift set that is to be a blessing. The gift was given to you, not for you. It was given for others to benefit that he might be glorified. Number four, I must release all that God has put inside of me to my family and nation. I must release all that God has put inside of me to my family and nation. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly and from house to house. Acts 20, 20. This is the Apostle Paul, and this is very encouraging to me. Dr. Luke records this. He said, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly and from house to house. He was boasting in the fact that the time that he spent with them, even when he was on house arrest, when he was out on the move, he said, I did not shrink back. Are you shrinking back? from what you were supposed to be doing. Are you are you going from house to house, from family to family, from from, you know, I don't care how you do it. Are you using what he's put inside of you and you're allowing it to spread forth? Don't shrink back, but because we are not from those who shrink back according to Hebrews. Number 5, destiny is the key to my confidence. Number 5, my destiny is the key to my confidence. Therefore Pilate said to him, "So you are a king?" Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So 
Jesus knew that he was a king. He was born for the specific reason of being a king. He was born to be a king that re regained the kingdom that was lost and to bring back the former um, kings in training into their kingship, to free them from the bondage and the slavery that came from them being slaves now. They had turned into paupers. They had been locked in bondage and they needed to be liberated from the power of sin, death, hell, and the grave. So he came back and he freed us by pouring out his life. That's found in John 18, 37. So number five is destiny is the key to my confidence. Number six, discovery of destiny produces boldness. So the discovery of my destiny produces boldness. The wicked flee when no one is pursuing, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Proverbs 28.1 When you are properly lined up with God's kingdom, walking in his kingdom destiny and purpose for your life and according to his laws, this gives you boldness. See, you don't fear foolishness because you know your source, the Father, and understand your position, your royalty. You're an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. You are the child of the King, so you have no need to fear. You don't lack anything, but you have everything, and everything is found in the person of Christ Jesus. So when you know that the Father is your source, and you know that your elder brother who laid his life down for you so that we could be reconciled gives you the boldness to stand firm and put your shoulders back, and it doesn't matter what your environment looks like. It doesn't matter the temporary state or where you started from. You could look around you and everybody could tell you that we don't have anything here. Uh, we don't have resources. We don't have. Then you say, I'm not looking with just my natural eyes. I am looking and I'm gaining my confidence from not by sight, but by faith. And I'm seeing with the eyes of faith. You're putting on your faith eyes. You're putting on the lenses of of, of of the Father's word and you're not living by um, what you see but by every word that comes forth out of his mouth. So de discovery of your destiny will produce boldness. Um, you will be able to be as bold as a lion because of what you know. So number six is the discovery of my destiny produces boldness within me. Come on, check that out. Number seven, there is no competition in your life but yourself. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. 2 Timothy 4, 7. You have a specific assignment to fulfill. You don't need to compete with others. You must only focus on who God has made you to be. Discover the hidden treasure that he has deposited in you and release it freely. This is the calling and the admonition of us. We see Paul, he lived his life and he stayed in his lane. He stayed in his lane. He fulfilled his course. He, he poured out his life like a drink offering. He ran his course. He stayed proficient. And he if, if, if you know anything about the Olympics here in the, or globally, we just saw the Olympics happen. And when watching the Olympics or you watch any Olympics, you can see how if you're worried about the other lane, if you're looking over, there were some swimmers swimming and uh, the one swimmer was so busy eyeing the world champ and trying to dethrone the world champ, so busy watching him in his lane that he was messing up in his own lane. And this is what happens when we covet others. Thou shalt not covet when we look to others and we want something that does not belong to us, that is was only set aside for them. So you have the ability to write well, but you wish that you could 
act or you wish that you could sing or you wish you were great at mathematics and you disregard the gift that you've given and you're saying, oh, I'm just good at math. Well, just being good at math is phenomenal because it's what you have been allocated and given for a specific reason to bring value to everyone else. So if you surrender that and you start to walk in that and you walk in your lane and you use it to bring glory to the Father and you use it to bring freedom to others and to help others and to equip others, math is very needed. Um, science is very needed. Uh, if you're good in agriculture, it's very needed. If you understand the soil and you understand different things about the bugs and the plants, and the, we need that information. If you understand how to build houses, so you're good with your hands or you're good at appliances and fixing cars. I had a young man who did something in my vehicle the other day who uh, was, I asked him about it and he took him a matter of moments and I would have been bumbling and stumbling trying to figure it out, but he did it in moments because of his skill set and his acumen and the way that his mind worked. He had a gift to do this and he had a skill set so you have to understand that there is no competition in your life but yourself if you run against yourself and you have a spirit of excellence you're going to see some optimization take place you're going to see some mastery um, happen mastery will produce confidence and boldness so watch your own self stay in your lane focus on yours number eight to accomplish my destiny I must become free from other people's opinions. The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Proverbs 29, 25. People's opinions will put you in a prison. You must break free into only seeking the praise and approval of God your Father. Praise God, because God's praise is all that will remain. So the fear of man brings a trap but the one who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. So he'll lift you up, but everybody else will trap you. Uh, Jesus said in uh, John 5.41 that he does not receive praise or glory from people. I do not receive praise or glory from people. That is a liberating verse. He said, you work so hard. He says, you don't have the love, but I know you, you don't have the love of the Father in you. And since you don't have the love of God in you, you're working so hard to get the praise from people that doesn't matter when you should be working for the praise that comes from the Father. So don't, if you live Live by people's opinion of you, you will die from their criticism. I'm going to say it again. If you live by people's opinion of you, then you will die from their criticism. And it says many times that Jesus would not give himself to people because he knew what was in the hearts of people. He, know, he knew that their hearts were deceitfully wicked. They were fickle. They will want you one moment, want to make you king one moment and want to crucify you the next time. All right? So recognize that. So to accomplish my destiny, I must become free from other people's opinions. Don't be locked in the prison of other people's opinions. Number nine, my mind is the master control center for me to accomplish my destiny. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12, 2, the economy, the United Nations, Democrats, Congress, Republicans, um, all the different viruses and diseases that would sprout up. Outsiders don't determine your outcome or your destiny. Your belief and obedience to God's word determines where you end up. Do you believe the calling and the assignment that's upon your life? Do you believe the destiny word that has been spoken from the source? Are you looking to the left and to the right? Do not, whatever, whatever, whatever you do, do not be conformed. Do not be shaped. Do not be molded by this governing system. These governing systems will shape us and conform us to look to the image of the serpent. But we must be transformed, metamorphosis, just like the caterpillar going into the cocoon and coming out as a butterfly. 
this is what you must do. You and I must do when we go into the, the unchanging, um, incorruptible, infallible, inerrant word of the Father. When we stare in it and we behold it to become it. When we take heed to it and let it take root in our hearts. When we act out upon it in faith. We allow our minds to be renewed. We go back to our new mind, to the new mind that comes from the newness of life that comes from being locked into him. Then we're able to see what exactly the will is. And so this locks into your destiny is that number nine is my, is that uh, my mind is the master control center for me to accomplish my destiny. So your mind is the world through which you live. The story you believe about yourself is the one that you're living out. So you must take control. I must take control of our thoughts. We must uh, learn to uh, uh, take control of our thoughts, to guard the gates of our mind. All right, Romans 12, 2 is that key verse. So number 10, my destiny is the key to my value. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Luke 12, 7. Your value to the world did not come from education. Your value comes from discovery of your God-given destiny that can never be stopped. See, God is your source, not what you learn in school. Lay all the schooling that you get at the feet of God. Surrender your mind to his purpose and destiny for your life. Your destiny is the key to your value. You have been bought with a price, and you were so valuable to the Father that he gave his best for you. And when you recognize that he's entrusted into you, it says the heart of a man is deep waters, but the man of understanding draws it out. He's put inside of you a, 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 a very precious deposit of solutions, gifts, talents, aptitudes, abilities that can benefit the whole planet once we step into them. Number 11. My private comfort is not more important than my generational assignment, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. 2 Timothy 4, 6. Once again, this is the Apostle Paul letting us know that he had to pour his life out as a drink offering. It was a choice. He knew that this destiny was so compelling, the result he wanted to produce. He wanted to produce um, new strong disciples. He wanted to plant fellowships and plant congregations and get people released in destiny and identity. Some of you are going to plant businesses. Some of you are going to start up companies and launch um, enterprises and bring solutions, maybe new banks and uh, new films and maybe uh, new uh, new ways of doing uh practical systems in education or healthcare or I don't know what it is. You have something that the earth needs and we need you to be liberated from the fear of others and to walk in these facts about your destiny. They're really truths about your destiny, but I said facts because I wanted you to really uh, grab hold of them and take them and say, you know, this is just unchanging. So maybe it should be truths about your destiny, but check that out. That's 11 of them and I want you to meditate on them. Um, do me a favor. Uh, Hit me up. Let us know if this was useful to you. Let us know what are the challenges you're having. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great one wherever you may be. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.